Welcome to the Caring Caregiver Show, the hub for caregiver connection. Your host, Evan and Savvy, are lifelong caregivers on a mission to bring community to those who selflessly put others first. Join us each week for topics ranging from self-care to respite resources to caregiver survivors just like you. like to welcome you to um, the midpoint of our season four of the Caring Caregiver Show. I'm Evan. I'm Savvy. And we are here each week to bring support to caregivers. We touch upon our journey as lifelong caregivers and share with you our best self-care tips and tricks we learned along the way. Our goal each show is to connect with you, the caregiver community and you know that you now have a hand to hold. Uh, we want you to leave uh, more uplifted than you came after this episode, and most of all, uh, that you feel that you matter too. Um, and for those new to our community, um, welcome. I'm certified health coach and founder of the Caregiver Health Club, the online weight loss program for caregivers. I'm on a mission to help 10,000 caregivers uh, prevent type 2 diabetes through a simple, stress-free approach to self-care, nutrition, and fitness. We really have it all. Uh, our members get access to a three-month plan uh, that includes clean eating recipes and a full wellness center that we built all last year. Um, so if you're ready to see what we're all about, we do have a 30-day challenge. Uh, if you go to caregiverhealthclub.com slash challenge, and we've just launched our uh, weight loss support group on Facebook. So you just type in caregiver weight loss support group and we're right there. Awesome. Awesome. And it just keeps getting better, gang. We're so here for the caregivers. I'm savvy, as you all know. And for those of you who, know, who are new, I'm the founder of Give Me a Break, which is a nonprofit that's caring for caregivers. And we're here to bring back the joy of caregiving. And so each week uh, we try to help caregivers to relax, renew, resource, and revive. Just jump on our website, gb808.org, for more information and uh, to register with us uh, and join our community because we know you're tired, we know you're frustrated, and we're here for you. We actually offer a break every week at our support sessions, and they're free and online, super convenient and totally affordable. And you can join us any Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. That's way standard time. So those of you from the continental U.S., I know you have to stay up a little late, but you're probably up anyway if you're caregiving. <laughs> and we're currently going through a series all about self-care and wellness. We just talked about mental wellness last night. It was a great session. Um, yeah, there were some tears, but there was a lot of laughter and just everybody got to hit the reset button. It was really quite great. So we really talk about things from the point of view of the caregiver. And, you know, every caregiver just needs to get on these sessions. It is just life changing. It really is. And I'm also a publisher of the Giver's Guide magazine, which is the only online magazine out there specifically for caregivers. Um, and uh, we just introduced a new article in our March issue called Ask Christy. And it's all about answering caregiver questions. So uh, she'll be answering some great questions about autism in the April issue coming up. Uh, get your subscription now. Go to giversguides.com. And also on giversguides.com, you can look at some of our past issues. So mm -hmm. we now have that functionality to look at some of the past issues. And there's some great articles in there about 
uh, dementia and the stages of dementia, uh, just wellness in general. And so check them all out. Um, peruse through. You're not doing anything anyway. Get on your phone and you can just look through. You can actually read the magazines on your phone. Woo! And that's it what we just do. keeps it keeps getting right? better, Savvy. But remember now, all of the proceeds from Givers Guides go to Give Me a Break to help support us right. and keep us funded so that we can continue to help caregivers so you can help. Uh, and we need that help from you. Whoo, wonderful. Ama well, amazing, amazing resource. And we talk about that you vetted all of these, you know, mm -hmm. uh, resources, right? And so this is a complete guide um, right. for caregivers that are trusted partners. Right. Um, and, and and if there and, and if something happens, then we we don't we don't partner with them anymore. So we're very good about listening to your feedback and we want to hear uh, what's going on. But all I will say that 99% of all of the partners that we have, all of the um, you know, all of our trusted partners, all of our vendors, everyone, they're all caregivers themselves, or they can relate in some way to caregiving. So uh, they understand and they get the point of view of a caregiver. Okay. Right. Great. Wonderful. Well, let's get right to it. I mean, there's been a lot going on in the world of caregiving and this news has got me a little upset. So I'm going to try to do some breathing exercises <laughs> while you go through the news, Evan. So dun, 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 dun. here's the news with Evan. <laughs> So uh, the news today uh, comes from Military Times, and uh, I'm just going to kind of brief you through uh, the main points. So veteran affair officials announced this week that all expulsions from the department's caregiver support program will be halted while officials reevaluate new eligibility criteria. Um, and this is threatening a lot of monthly support stipend, stipends that go to you know, thousands of families. Uh, now this was halted after a lot of criticism from advocates saying that the changes were unfair and it endangered veterans' financial well-being. Uh, the, the, about 33,000 families are currently enrolled in this program. And initially the program was open to post 9-11 veterans. But in 2018, Congress approved expansion uh, to other generations as well. Um, individuals who served between 1975 um, were admitted starting in 2020. So while things have expanded and we've touched upon this in, in our previous seasons, um, it's unfortunate to see that there are some pullbacks now. Um, all the more reason to continue to look out for other resources like the caregiver guide and other places where there's vetted partners because there, um, even last week we were talking about Medicare benefits, right? There are other benefits out there that you can take advantage of, um, but uh, this is not great to read or share with you, um, but this is what's happening right now. Right. I mean, and, and it's unbelievable as it is, really unbelievable, right, that, that things like this do happen. But, you know, money is a funny thing, right? And caregivers, it's hard enough. Uh, they have so much that they have to deal with. Um, but all the more reasons that we need to join hands, uh, really, and form a community of caregivers, and not just here in Hawaii, but also nationwide. I mean, really, we're going to get through this, and we're going to bring back the joy of caregiving. We're going to help support one another one way or another through awareness and of course, the others through community. And I'm really excited about our guest today because 
uh, he also has a, a great foundation that can help caregivers, especially through these kind of times. And, and he, anyway, he'll talk more about it, but I'm really excited today uh, to welcome Gary Powell, who's the founder and executive director of Caregiver Foundation. Aloha, Gary. I'm so happy to have you here today. This is really great. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to join you folks. Yay. So what did you think of that news? I have no confidence in the government's ability to give us any long-lasting uh, support. So as you were saying, even it's very important to know the alternatives and to look for ways to provide support for ourselves. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think that that's just something we all need to really be focused on in so many different ways and not just in caregiving, but even in retirement and gosh, everything. So, you know, we're, we're in a hard time and um, we're going to see, I think, a lot more of these. Um, but anyway, tell us about, so it's good to have a resource like yours because tell us about some of the things that you do, because I know there's things I want to ask questions about, but give us a little idea of what you do, Gary. It's hard to encapsulate what we do. But the Caregiver Foundation provides probably the widest array of practical and emotional services that you can find. Uh, we work with people with their finances, with legal issues, uh, care management. Sometimes we'll act as guardian, trustee, conservator. We try to look at the needs that someone has and come up with solutions. Uh, sometimes it's really complicated. We'll have everything from managing their finances for them, making sure their bills are paid, their taxes are filed, right through having somebody make sure they're eating okay, that they're getting to the doctor, uh, just back and wow. forth, every aspect of life you can imagine, right through death, burial, and estate distribution. So it's kind of every step of the way. Right. That is really impressive. I, I just want to touch on, Savi, before we get into it, um, you started caregiving at a very young age, <laughs> yes. uh, which I didn't know it was caregiving. which I completely understand. And <laughs> um, please tell us kind of a little bit of that experience. Um, I know sure. you're you were caring for your grandfather. Is that right? Yeah. My grandfather had had a series of strokes, and although he was young in those days, when you had strokes, there was no magic medicine. No matter how fast you got to the doctor, and it did permanent damage to him. So at about 13, it became my job to take grandpa down to the beach and walk him in the sand to build his legs back up and then get him back home, get him showered, ready for, for uh, the evening, have dinner with my grandparents. Then I would go home, do homework, go to school the next day and come back and do it again. It was just life. It was taking care of grandpa. Now we call it caregiving, family caregiving. But from that point in my life, I have been caregiving or involved with someone's care in everything I've ever done. Every job I've had, every position that I've held has had this component in it. About 14 years ago now, I came home one night. I was in financial services, and my, my wonderful wife said, you know, the only time you come home and you're happy mm. When you visited some senior, fixed a whole bunch of problems that they had, you didn't make any money. So if that's the way it's going to be, let's just figure out how to do that full time. So we decided to 
make a foundation and just jump into it with both feet and see what we could do to make people's lives better. There was so much need out there. Mm. And I must say it's been the happiest um, uh, 14 years of my life. Wow. So being able to work your passion is a wonderful thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. So foundation has helped hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, some of the people that I have been close to in the years have said, well, what's the matter with you? Why do you want to do this? Those old people die. And I sort of looked at them and said, and we're no different. Yeah. We're walking down that same road. But if we can walk alongside someone who's having a harder time, help support them. Help them make that journey. Whether it's the senior themselves or the senior in the family or the caregiver who's struggling to make it all come together. Everyone needs that kind of support. And so we, that's what we do. We get in there and try and make life better. It's amazing. Amazing. And so see, see everyone, this is what I talk about when I tell you that anyone we talk with has got that same heart that you're going, you have. It's really a heart condition. I always say that you can't teach somebody to be a caregiver. It's something that yeah. comes from the heart. And that's why one person in a family usually ends up doing all of it because the others may not have that heart condition in them and it can't be taught. It's something that you just have within you and and Gary does. And I, I just love that story. And and what, what, what a wonderful memory you have of walking on the beach with your grandpa um, to this day, I'm sure of it, uh, is amazing, you know? Um, you know and, and I just wanted to say, that uh, it, when I first started Give Me a Break, um, I didn't know a lot of people. And there weren't a lot of people out there who understood what we did or who were supportive to what we did. And Gary was one of the first people, uh, first group or organizations that I spoke with that was so encouraging and so positive that I never forgot that. And when we had an opportunity to get this show up and going, I really wanted you all to meet him. And I'm so glad you're here today uh, to talk about your foundation because, you know, we're all a community and we all have to help caregivers and, and those who need care and, and just hold hands or we're not going to get through this. And, and so we all have unique things that we do, but we may even have things that we do that are similar. And, but, you know, I, there's a lot of flavors of ice cream out there, but they're all ice cream. And you don't need ice cream. So it's, it's great to have, um, the Caregiver Foundation because of some of the things that I just love that you do. Um, and I know and I know you listed some of them, but um, from the caregiver's point of view, I know you do also some workshops, don't you? We do. We have over 72 different workshops that we make available to communities uh, on request. That We don't run them on a regular basis. We always try to make it appropriate to the group that is asking us to come. It's everything from, uh, we have a real fun one called Passing on Memories and it's the most unusual way of getting people to think about what they're leaving behind by asking them questions that other, uh, other ways of documenting their lives seem much more vanilla flavored. Mm. Favorite questions is who gave you your first kiss? Boy, you ought to watch the communities just begin talking. And that particular workshop is designed to lose control of. 
is trying to stimulate people to really think about life, the life they've lived, and how can they pass that information on. And then we do more mundane ones. We have what we call the caregiver boot camp, which four series, uh, four sessions that take into um, account not just the care delivery that you're going to provide, but helps you focus on the areas that you haven't paid attention to. While you're giving care to someone else, what are you leaving behind that someone else is going to have to clean up for you? Mm. Well, that's a real popular uh, thing, but we have many, many different ones, and we can customize anything. So sometimes we'll get really interesting uh, requests <laughs> from different groups, uh, including the professional community. We do a lot of work in the professional community with nurses, social workers, uh, college students, the police department, office of public guardian, adult protective service. You know, we're, we're out there trying to put across a message that caregiving is not just between you and the person that you care for. It's a society. Our whole society is impacted by caregiving. One of my favorite things in working with uh, the retail industry is helping their employees learn how to respond to dementia crisis. Because a lot of times people get lost and they'll show up somewhere mm. and you know it's not quite right, but you don't know what to do about it. So we help them learn what questions to ask and then what steps to take so that, that perhaps that person who's lost doesn't wander off into the hills and become a victim to their own disability. Their own that dementia. was always my biggest fear with my mother was that I was always afraid she would wander off somewhere, you know, and, and I, so it was constant anxiety for me, you know, worrying mm -hmm. if she was there. Um, I, I call if I was at work and are you okay? Are you sitting down? Where are you in the house? You know, it's, mm -hmm. and it was a constant thing. And so that you do that is amazing. I get caregivers all the time that say to me, you know, I, I, nobody taught us what to do. Nobody explains this, right? And so we tried education programs and, and, and I love that you have that because I get that question all the time. Now I know I can send people to boot camp. We've started what we call the College of Caregiving and it's all online and we have three sessions and these are done by professionals. So we have a psychologist that's done three wow. sessions on caregiving and stress. And it's really great. Oh, I love that. Putting those up and getting that information out. We do a lot of work with caregivers in helping them understand the emotional impact of caregiving. It's different. It is. Caregiving does things to your brain and it can really cause permanent damage if you don't approach it in a healthy way. So one of our biggest roles is trying to get people to reframe how they think about caregiving. And society at a large, in a larger aspect, please don't ever use silver tsunami with me. I will go onto my soapbox about how aging is not a problem. It's not. It is a part of society. It is not a problem for society. 
it has a lot of things that we have to address, but it's not a problem. And until we stop seeing it as a problem, we won't come up with good solutions. It's true. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. You know, and, and that, and that was something that in in the past, um, communities embraced that when, when we had the family-based community and, and even in, in, in a lot of cultures, not just here in Hawaii, but in a lot of cultures throughout the world, the core family community always kind of, it was an honorific position to be chosen as the one to care for the kupuna. It was the honorific position and you received the lore and the knowledge and all of that. And so mm -hmm. it, everyone supported that and it was part of the whole process. It, it somehow got divided off and became, you know, like you said, the silver tsunami. It, it, it became this whole different part that didn't belong in society. And that's, but then everyone ends up there. That's right. You know, if we don't make that a part of society, then then caregivers as well are just going to continue to be isolated. They're going to continue to be frustrated. They're going to be exhausted. And caregiver burnout is going to become the leading killer <laughs> over cancer and dementia one day. Close already. Yep. And it's getting up there. And, you know, and we, we have to do something about that. So I think people need to understand that. And that's why I love... Uh, you know, we're partners in, we're not even crime, we're partners in crime, but we're definitely out there trying to get that message across. And the more of us that are saying that message, all of us on this call right now, Evan, you and I, uh, the more we speak that message to people, I think the more people will get what's going on here and that we need to get back to those basics. I mean, it, it's really now getting to like prevention work, right? How can we get in a little bit sooner in that caregiving, caregiver journey? Um, I mean, like Gary, in your, in your experience, is there, is there a method that works in getting in a little bit sooner in that stage? Like, do you address, do you address, uh, the, the doctors or, or some other party to locate, you know, well, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a great question to ask, but it's not, uh, it's not so simple. We do a, an annual talk with the. Uh, universities, medical school, uh, the family doctor program. Um, and that that's good because we're getting in to talk with young doctors who are going to concentrate on family medicine. Uh, they're not specializing in some particular area. So that helps quite a bit. Oh, I love that. Uh, support groups are probably the best thing that any caregiver can get involved with. I'm delighted to hear that you're doing it weekly. We only have one that does a monthly uh, support group meeting. We, we used to do in-person weekly meetings all over the island, but pandemic changes everything. <laughs> so we had to stop those. But it's really, really important to be in a community of people who do know what you're talking about. And they can respond to that thing you don't want to say, but sometimes it just comes out like, I'm going to kill her tonight. I'm done. And everybody else will look at you like, what? Caregivers will look at you and go, I know exactly how you feel. Oh, me too. <laughs> you know? And chances are, by just being able to say that in a safe environment, you're not going to go home and kill her. We actually just talked about that on our session last night, it, it, almost verbatim. And and the reaction was exactly like you said. Everybody yeah. had the eyes of understanding. Yep. 
I feel just like that. You know, it's that whole, will you just die already? Right. You know, you don't feel like that in your heart, but it's, you're so exhausted. You're so frustrated, you know, and um, you know, the sessions are everything, right. And those support sessions are going to, are going to help make or break everybody. We need them. (laughs) We need to keep going and we need to keep having these dialogues. You know, one of the things we talk about too, is that caregivers need to let their doctor know that they're a caregiver because then their doctor looks at them differently and will treat them differently and, and hopefully. hopefully, right? And and so we get it from both ends. I love that you're going to talk to the medical students. And so maybe another generation too will get it. And then we're mm-hmm. talking to the caregivers and they say, I'm a caregiver to their doctor, then maybe we'll all get it. And at what point the synapses will just happen, you know, and it'll be a great thing because somebody's got to hear these voices. And it's right. just going to get worse. And and it's not like it's a, it's this, this horrible problem, but it could right. be. And what happens if there's no one to be a caregiver? Mm-hmm. And one of the things we have to look at is when we're caregivers, almost all of us need to face the fact that we're saying goodbye. Sometimes very slowly, but it is a process of saying goodbye. And when we can think about caregiving from that reference point, it changes things. The work's still the same, but the stress in our mind can really take a step back when we refocus where our thoughts are coming from. Yeah, one of the things we talked about last night was not saying, I have to do this, I have to do that, but to change it to, I get to. I get to make your meal today. I get to visit my mom today because there will be a time when I won't very soon. She's in the final stages of dementia and she's in hospice right now. So I get to go see her. I get to touch her. I get to talk with her, you know, so uh, it, it changes your point of view. And, and sometimes as caregivers, we're so caught up in, I have to, and yes. so it was a really, really good discussion. And I think those discussions need to be had more and more with more caregivers. And I, I think that all our communities should be on your monthly session. <laughs> and we should make that part of our routine. I'm, I would like to do and that. Do some, our support groups do some interesting things. Our last session was uh, we had an artist take us through a painting exercise. So we all created our own masterpieces while we talked about the brain and caregiving and art. I love it. Was that with Patrick? They're back in the back of our brains and some things aren't impacted by dementia, but still need to be cultivated. Was that with Patrick? Um, No, this was actually with uh, Nora Poles. Oh, oh, yes. Exciting. yeah, it was really, it was a terrific thing. Yeah, I love those. Anytime the arts, like you were talking, uh, Evan, you had that yeah, guy who came on that did. Yes, uh, uh, Orenberg. But there was one, uh, uh, what's his name? The famous jazz singer that I that we talked about, that when he oh. um, uh, yes. performed with Lady Gaga. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but. Oh, Andy uh, Williams. No, no, Tony, Tony Bennett. Bennett. That's right. So Tony Bennett, um, when he when he was uh, listening to his own music, it activated his memory, and it came right. back. And it's 
I mean, I'm a dancer and to see, to hear about art and the integration of it uh, mm -hmm. in, into this industry is, I love it. Um, it warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just got, I was just in a conversation with someone the other day and they were talking about Glenn Campbell, who I didn't realize yeah. that he passed from dementia. And yes. he actually wrote his and sang his last song that was all about how I won't miss you is what it was called. Or I, I, mm -hmm. I won't miss you or something. And then his daughter did one called Remembering. And so it's all about his journey, that journey they had to go through while he slowly forgot them and then passed. And so, you know, I think that the public is getting more and more aware that this is a, an issue for caregivers and for those who are suffering from the disease um, or mm -hmm. of any kind, just aging in general and how that takes right. effect. So, you know, your foundation is amazing and what it offers is amazing. I'm, I'm super excited that you're on our show and, I, and I'm actually serious. I think I'm gonna have all my caregivers and tell them to get on your monthly session because that will be a great boost for them. Um, to, to do something fun. So uh, we'll connect up, get me a calendar of what's going on and we're going to do that. Was there anything else you wanted to tell us about today and share with our audience? Our community of caregivers includes caregivers for people who may not be aging as fast as others, mm. but have mental illness or some other uh, physical or emotional handicap. Mm -hmm or disability or whatever the current term is that people are living with different challenges because caregiving is across the board, whether it's your child that's just been born or it's your mother or your father who is preparing to leave this world and everything in between. So all of us will be caregivers at some point. So, Get involved with yep. it yep. and try to embrace it instead of run away from it. Oh, yeah. I love that. And yeah, because well, Rosalind Carter, and I quote Rosalind Carter all the time, right? Everyone's a caregiver. You either were, are, will be, or will need a caregiver. And I always say it's people's plants and plate, people's plants and, and pets, right? You're a caregiver. <laughs> you know, I mean, even a, a mentor is a caregiver because you care about the people you mentor. So you become a caregiver to them. So don't don't think you're not a caregiver. In many ways, people, you are. And so you need to get involved in what we're doing and you need to become part of our community. And mm -hmm. we yes. all need to keep each other going and, and help caregivers in one way or another because you are all going to need a caregiver at 1.2. That's right. I, I just want to add to that, particularly yeah. experiencing caregiving at a young age and knowing that the, the term sandwich caregiver is growing the most. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of shame around uh, the term caregiver or being a caregiver. Yeah. And uh, just knowing that, uh, particularly experiencing caregiving from the standpoint of people in my family who've had chronic illness, and it's not like they're at the end of their life. Um, they could be, mm -hmm. but it's, it's uh, resetting your mind to endure the marathon of caregiving which I love mm -hmm. that you touched upon that, Gary, that it's for all types of people um, yeah. from, from young to old, from different illnesses, because like, it's not something you can walk away from. You just have to, you, you have to deal with it for a very long time. We turned our logo into a little lapel pin. So it's got our two hearts on it. And uh, we make that available to people to help them 
be able to talk about what they do because people say, oh, what is that little pin? And then they can go into, oh, I'm a caregiver. So it's just a useful little thing that we have. But Oh, I love it. That's it, Evan. We're getting tats. We're getting little tats right there. <laughs> I love that. And anything that anything that brings about a connection is is what we need. And the, we need more caregiver foundations. We need more give me a breaks. We need more, you know, um, the Dino projects. We need more all of these things. And um, so don't ever think that as a community, we're not there to support one another. We are. And we're there to support caregivers because that's what we hold in common. Because caregivers, you're not alone. You're not nope. invisible. Uh, it, we see you and we're here for you. That's right. Yeah. I'm so glad you're doing this. I'm delighted with the growth that I see. And give me a break. And I'm always excited when I see something. And I wish we could join you on Saturday. Yeah, at our expo. I know. I was so heartbroken that you wouldn't be able to be there. But the next one. You'll be at the next one. The next one you know, we're at the Windward Mall now. So we should talk about having you come in and do a seminar or something. Uh, and, and either sure. way, I've got like your brochures spread out everywhere. So... Um, we tell people about the foundation all the time. And um, so we'll definitely start working together more and doing some things now that we're more out in public. And, hey, you know, no more masks after uh, a day and a half. So um, that'll be a challenge. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows when the next variant will come. But uh, at least we'll be able to get out more and do more things and connect with more people physically. So that'll be fun. It will be. Yes. And even good to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. You as well. And um, where do you live on an island, generally speaking? Uh, our office is in Pro City. I actually live in Aea. Okay. I grew up on the North Shore, but, uh, and that's as far as I'm going. I'm not quite getting any closer to Honolulu. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to get out. I don't know if you heard, but there was uh, an ambulance that went by, as per every show we do. As per every show. And it went by, and I was like going, oh, it's that time. It's time for the ambulance. Every single yeah. show. Yeah. We have them all day long going by the office. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. You're very welcome. Thanks for this opportunity. No, really you appreciate you coming on. Stay strong. All right. We'll do. All right. Take care. Great. Aloha. Aloha. Wow, you know, what Gary and the Caregiver Foundation is, is doing is just amazing. It's just amazing. Honestly, people, there's so much more that they do. Um, you really have to go check out their website and get some information because there's a lot there that they do. And, and it's just an amazing, amazing group of people. Um, because, you know, the, the need for caregiver resources and support is totally real, gang. It is so real. <laughs> so get to our expo this Saturday. Check out Gary's Ooh. website. Go to our website um, if you want as well to pre-register for the pamper session that we're having at our expo. Um, we're almost booked up, by the way. So I think there's only a couple of slots left. Uh, that's GAB808.org. Whew, what a great show, huh? I tell you, yeah. thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, because sharing is caring. It's what we do, how we live and who we are. And, uh, you know, we're here every week, Wednesday at noon. So tune in or go. watch us later. Um, gosh, you can see our podcast on Spotify. Um, Apple, we're on YouTube. Everywhere. everywhere. You can yes, go directly on our it. website. On our Facebook pages. We're everywhere, yes. you guys. 
And that's where we should be. <laughs> so thanks for caring. Mahalo for caring, everybody. See you next week. Great show. Thanks, Gary, Look, again. Thank you, Gary. I'm looking forward to the expo this weekend. Um, you know, this is a, a new beginning for an annual event, right? Um, I'm really excited. But yes, uh, let me pull up actually who we're having next week. So we yeah, can I forgot to look at that. Get you so all prepared. Uh, that's my dementia kicking yes. in, you know? <laughs> okay, we have um, Miriam coming in next week. We're gonna we're gonna stream a little bit earlier on Wednesday. That's uh, right. But she has a book that she wrote for caregivers. Um, that's gonna be another resource guide for you. So we'll hear all about that. And I believe she's tuning in from Europe. So we're going yes, global. I'm really excited <laughs> to do this because this is an international connection for us. So you guys don't want to miss next week's show. Awesome. Well, thank All you. Right, you guys. Have a we'll great week. All right. Enjoy. Aloha. Aloha.